listening to the Colorado Springs Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey, Colorado Springs, Chris Lopez here, and today's podcast, we'll be talking with Jenny Bayless about a client who recently purchased a rental property, but is following the room-by-room rental strategy. So it's not a house hack room by room. It is a straight investor buying a rental property, doing it room by room. So looking forward to talking about the numbers and also how the investor is going to operate the property. So Jenny, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you, Chris? Really good. I'm excited about this uh, because, you know, in our prep notes, I think I was scanning things and I just saw, you know, room by room. And I just, I mentally put the word house hack in there. And so that's what I was expecting. And then as we were getting ready to record this, you uh, you clarified that for me. So I'm very eager to see these numbers for a a straight rental property being done room by room, how the owner is operating the property. So I'm excited. Yeah, this is a, this is a really cool property, a really cool investment and strategy that this um, owner is doing. And then, you know, I know we've talked about it in, in prior episodes that with the numbers just getting tighter, we just really have to look for opportunities that are creative to maximize revenue for our rental properties. So, you know, we've talked about corporate housing strategies, and now this one is a really fascinating strategy that this particular investor has down to a science. He has a couple other properties that he operates in the same fashion, and uh, he's cash flowing really well on them. So yeah, excited to, to dig into this one. Oh, so this isn't his first one, huh? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So he has a whole system in place. And so he's, you know, off to the races on this one. Even better. Yeah. So let's jump to the spreadsheet. I got pulled up on the screen here. So it's be in the video. Of course, it'll be in the show notes. All right. So Jenny, we'll tell the story of the property while you plug in the spreadsheet. So where is this located? It's uh, located on the east side of town. Right. Side Springs, and it's an investment property. Mm-hmm. What's the layout of the property? I mean, what is it and what's it like? So it's a ranch home with a basement. So on the upstairs is the living area, the kitchen, uh, master bedroom, and I think another bedroom upstairs. So master bedroom, bathroom, and another bedroom, and then and a two-car garage. And then downstairs, there are three bedrooms and a full bath and then another uh, living room type setup down there as well. And what, how long was the market for? Because I know the market's very competitive down there. What was the offer and contract price on here and the price? So this buyer, he he acted on it really quickly. So, um, you know, he emailed me first thing in the morning, wanted to put in an offer at list, um, which, was surprising to me that we got it um, because it was at list, but his terms were really good. Um, he offered to cover all appraisal gaps. Um, we had some inspection uh, contingency limitations on there. Um, and then we also uh, basically did what the seller was needing most. And that was be accommodating to a post-closing occupancy agreement. The seller um, had a lot of dominoes lined up uh, for the purchase of a subsequent home and this buyer was able to accommodate all of the seller's requests. So we acted fast and then we listened to the needs of the seller and 
we were under contract that evening. They, they didn't bother taking um, any other offers through the weekend because the seller got everything that he wanted. Wow. And, and that's yeah. a great thing to point out is you acted fast, you wrote a tight contract and you, you know, you asked the seller what they wanted and then you gave the seller what they wanted. Like, that's a big thing people often forget about. Hey, what's the seller want? It's not always just the top price. Mm-hmm. Terms are, are very important in those cases. Okay. So what was the file? What was the purchase price on here? Uh, 350. 350 down payment percent? Uh, 20%. Okay. So 30 year conventional? Correct. Yes. What about for acquisition costs? So I was shocked at how low the costs were. Um, it was only about $5,000 total. Um, so I put 3,500 in there and they went with a local credit union. So I imagine, um, you know, doing repeat business, that probably helps, helps the case a little bit. So yeah, he, he got a really good, uh, acquisition cost figure for that. Wonderful. So 5,000 all in for acquisition costs. Now, when it came to, you said you had a limited inspection, mm-hmm. uh, what was the inspection process like, like and 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 give us context to like what's the condition of the property what's the age of it what's it like and then what came up on the inspection report yeah so it was built i believe in the 90s so it's really not that old of a property um and the condition was pretty decent um the seller or excuse me the buyer is painting and redoing flooring for the, for the home um but nothing came up in terms of inspection um we did not object to anything on the inspection Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So any seller credits or seller concessions? No. Okay. So uh, this is a four bedroom house, right? Four bedroom, three bath, did you say? Uh, five beds, two bath. Oh, five bed, two baths. <laughs> yeah. Got it for three fifty, mm-hmm. 20% down, all in for about $75,000 for the acquisition cost and down payment. Mm-hmm. What and the, the mortgage terms like? Three and a half percent. And I, I would like to mention that the, the buyer is putting $6,500 um, for, for paint and some of the flooring updates. Okay. So $6,500 under there. Mm-hmm. And what about, so that brings the total investment up to $81,500. Mm-hmm. So when doing a room by room setup here, since we get into the rental section, yeah, what is his philosophy? Is he furnishing the common areas, the kitchen, pots and pans? Like, there's got to be some expense, I would imagine, juicing up a room by room rental. I believe he just puts basic accommodations, um, and then you know each tenant furnishes their own bedroom uh, furniture and all that good stuff. But yeah, just TV, pots, pans, um, you know, couches. That you can find probably at you know any type of furniture store that sort of thing. So yeah, um, yeah. He he mentioned that he he has everything going for sixty five hundred. So I think he has this kind of uh, you know finesse um, so that he has uh, exactly the right plan for how he wants to to execute it. Oh, and the furnishings are included in that sixty five hundred. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Okay. Now it might be. I know a lot of like our our house hacking clients up here in Denver who do room by room. They are they are masters of Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, <laughs> friend of the pickup truck, and you know they scoop up great stuff uh, for you know very little money mm-hmm. in places that way. So what is the what's the room situation like? So 
How, give us a breakdown of rents for the uh, rents on the rooms. So the master bedroom, which does have an ensuite, uh, is renting for seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and then the others are renting at six hundred dollars a month. So four times six hundred. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a total of thirty-one fifty. Yeah. In rental income, so master bedroom at seven fifty. The other ones are at six hundred. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if he was not doing the room by room rental strategy, what would this rent for like long term? I would probably say eighteen, maybe nineteen hundred at the at the very most wow okay yeah so it's almost double yes it's very impressive the rents that he's getting on this property now what is the underwrite vacancy at he out he obviously has experience mm -hmm. what's he put vacancy at for room by room same so he told me that he just uh you know got possession of the property uh i think a week or two ago and he's already leased up and people are moving in and all that. So yeah, <laughs> constant demand. Yeah. Which other assumptions about mm -hmm. the same property management, I'm guessing he's self-managing. He is self-managing. One thing that he did point out is um, for the additional annual expenses, he, he does not have a property manager. He self-manages, but he's an, actually an out-of-state investor. So he has um, hourly helpers, and he averages about a hundred dollars a month um, in the hourly helpers, so about twelve hundred a year. And those are the you know boots on the ground people that assist him with things. But that's very still very inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, for repairs and maintenance, do room by room rentals do they get more wear and tear? Or do we use a higher percentage or do we use a lower percentage <laughs> higher? Like what's the, I haven't figured this rule of thumb out yet. Yeah. I believe he's using 8%. Um, I, I don't know the answer to, you know, your questions. Um, but yeah, 8% is, is what he uses for that standard. All right. So 8%, mm -hmm. assuming no HOA. Correct. Real estate taxes. Um, twelve hundred and fifty a year. What about insurance? Eighteen fifty a year. And any special riders for room by room rentals? You may have mentioned? Yeah. So um, I did ask him what all is included utility wise and monthly expenses, and he said that um, it's about three hundred and twenty dollars a month on average. So. Thirty-eight forty for the year, and that's all utilities and internet um, paid for by the owner. And then, I guess what's kind of interesting um, about that is he, this particular home actually has solar panels on it. So he's expecting because those were his numbers for his other properties um, that that was on average. He's expecting um, it to be significantly lower due to the solar. Yeah, I would imagine it would be. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that's something that the previous owner put on, and there they were owned, they were purchased, not leased. Uh, I think there's some left of the lease. Okay. So okay. it'll probably be break even until until that period is up. All right.
Any other expenses on here? No. All right, so switching over to the cash flow tab here. He's all in for about 81,500 on his five bedroom, two bathroom house. Vacancy at 3% minus all the operating expenses um, leaves him about 24,500 in net operating income. Annual mortgage payments is $15,000 a year and should be cash flowing about $9,500 a year. So that puts it at 11.6% cash on cash. I haven't seen a double digit cash on cash for a while. So that's not. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then a cap rate of 6.9%. <laughs> so pretty amazing, so right? Yeah. So from here, what's the plan just to hold on to it and let it be a cash cow? Yep. Exactly that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty fascinating that just a, a slight tweak and strategy will yield that much better a return if he were to do this as a single tenant rental. Yeah. It would be $1,850 you said for rent. Mm -hmm. We'll get rid of the utilities. That puts it just over break even, four and a half percent cap rate. So that makes a huge difference right there. Yeah. All right. So looking at this, I mean, obviously these are, these are extremely good numbers here. So other people in here then say, wow, I want numbers like this. For those people, what advice or what would you say to that person? I would say that the numbers are achievable and there's a trade-off in terms of time and uh, and ease, I, I would say, in, in return for this. So, um, you know, I've mentioned before, I, I, I'm lazy. I just want to put a good tenant in my property and not have to worry about things, get maintenance calls every once in a while and take care of those. But otherwise, you know, just kind of keep things simple. Whereas, um, you know, in this case, you might, might have some more roommate drama, you know, someone arguing over someone stole my, you know, banana or something like that. Um, but so that I think is a trade-off to the long-term strategy, but Clearly, you would be compensated um, for, for that additional stress. Uh, so I think that it's definitely worth considering if if this for, fits your personality and fits your investment goals, for sure. Because really, for buying the type of house, I mean, it's not going to be very much different than other houses. Mm -hmm. The more bedrooms or more bathrooms, the better. Mm -hmm. Having a good layout is going to be obviously very favorable on here. Really comes down to more just the operational. Learning the nuances of handling multiple tenants common areas and then you know it's a different lease up strategy than just posting it on zillow and their syndications yeah so i imagine me i don't know if you got some great insight from the client but i imagine it's a lot of work up front learning it putting the systems in place and then once you have it figured out it's a lot easier <laughs> to maintain is that the impression you got exactly yes he had this down to a science he knew exactly what he wanted to do um, you know, to, to kind of speak to your point about the layout, I know he needed to, uh, reroute where the, the washer and dryer were going to go so that it was more conducive to, you know, the, the room by room model of it. Um, luckily this particular home facilitated that really easily for him. So it wasn't, you know, much of a, a big deal at all. Um, but he knew exactly where he needed it for it to function the way he needed it to. So I thought that was, really interesting to kind of learn from him in that regard. Yeah. 
So from this perspective, I mean, would this change into your own investing? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think I have the stomach for it. I think that me personally, I'm, I'm probably better as a, just a traditional, uh, long-term landlord, I guess. Uh, just like I said, I don't, I don't really want to listen to roommates bickering about things, but I mean, if you have the personality and the stomach for it, I think that this is an amazing strategy. And, um, I think that we're hoping to kind of show people different approaches to investing with buy and holds with, as the market's getting tighter by coming up with these creative options that people have. And, um, that way there's no excuses of, Oh, nothing makes any money. So we're showing, you know, real life examples of that. Yeah, I'm glad you highlight that because I mean that that's obviously a big goal of what we're focusing on now is just other ways to go out there and you know buy properties that still make sense that you can operate. Now this mm -hmm. is great cash flow. The trade-off there is it's going to be more time intensive um, setting up your own systems. But we have we have a lot of clients doing it. We have a lot of house hacking clients that do, they move into a property, live there for a year or two with roommates, move out and continue to do it in a room by room strategy. So you know for everyone out there that wants to learn more about this reach out. We do have some resources. One of the closing gifts we give our investing is we do give two leases. We have a, a normal traditional lease and we also have a room by room lease. So we got some options and packages to, and resources to share with uh, our clients as well. And these leases are by a lawyer that we hired to draft up the lease for us. And that way it's, you know, it's a good starting point and can always talk with a lawyer to modify or clarify things as well. So while Jenna and I aren't doing this, we do have good resource to help people get started in the right direction and can also get in touch with other people doing the strategy, help figure out the nuances, do some masterminding, figure out, hey, what's the best way to go out there online and market this? Because I heard from some of my house hacking clients, they're like, hey, the room by room is great, but you're you're more proactive when it comes to finding those, those clients because you're more on Facebook. You are posting to uh, various groups and events and reaching out to people to you know, be proactive in generating business, not just throw up a listing and let phone calls come in. So it takes more work, but obviously if you got the desire and the ability to put the systems in there, I mean, go from, you know, break even cash flow to $10,000 a year cash flow in one situations. So is that worth it to you? 10 years ago to me, probably would have been when I was single and no kids. Now I'm like you, Jenny, not worth it to me. Um, so it depends a lot on, you know, your phase in life. So if you guys have any questions, please reach out. I mean, we're, we love chatting about this stuff. So Jenny, any final thoughts as we close this out? No, I, I'm just really appreciative that I got to work on this transaction with this client. It was, it was fantastic. I, I learned so much about the process and it was very eye-opening for, you know, a different opportunity. All right. So actually one more question for you, Jenny, what, what creative strategy come up with next for a podcast we did? <laughs> a week or two ago, or at least record a week or two ago, room by room, what else is up your sleeve? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll have to, you know, piggyback to see what my clients come up with because they're the ones that are more creative than I am. So <laughs> I'll have to see what the next person does. Well, I, I appreciate this. I, I've learned a lot. So Jenny, thanks a lot. Investors, if you guys have questions, want help with this stuff, reach out. This is the stuff we, we love doing. We enjoy it. And we'll give you the best, you know, the best resources that we can. So thanks a lot. Bye, everyone. Thanks, Chris.